Hello, friends. Well, I thought as we get started on this adventure, this is the first of hopefully many talks that I'll be recording and offering to share with people. I thought it'd be good to do a quick introduction before we look into the scripture that is the source of the name of this podcast. First, I guess I'll introduce myself. My name is Mike Cantrell. I'm imagining that most people who listen to this will already know me. I'm an American who's lived in Russia for many years, and I'm doing this podcast as a result of a couple of things that have been going on recently. First is I've had a few people request that I put all of my teachings, things that I've shared with other people in different places, just put it in a in a form where they can listen to it more regularly. That is just a handful of people, and I anticipate that just a handful of people will actually listen to this. But I feel like I should honor those requests. Even more importantly, as I've prayed about it, I have felt God continue to encourage me, nudge me, to make these recordings available to people in the hopes that they'll be helpful to others. But primarily, this work that I'm doing, the time I spend on this project, is out of obedience. And I trust that God will bring his fruit in his time. One thing that I'll mention quickly is that a theme that will show up, and the reason this podcast is titled Ask for the Ancient Paths, is that throughout my walk with the Lord, and there I've said it, a walk with the Lord, many times over the years there's been the recurring theme of paths or roadways or showing the way. I'll tell more in future talks about some of those examples, but there's always been for me in my time as a disciple of Jesus this constant imagery of roadways and pathways and walking on the correct path and not looking back when moving forward. Another thing that I'll say, obvious to everyone, I think, is I'm very imperfect. I imagine that I will misspeak from time to time, and I will do all that I can to avoid that. I imagine also that there will be technical difficulties and we'll work through those as well, so please bear with me as I strike out on something that's fairly new to me. So, I think that's about all I want to say right now before we dig into Jeremiah 6.16. What you're going to hear is some remarks that I recorded a little bit earlier, so the sound may not be exactly the same, but hopefully it won't be too glaring a difference as you listen to my initial thoughts, some of my thoughts about Jeremiah 6, 16. And as I said, I'm quite sure that I'll return to Jeremiah 6, 16 many times over the course of future talks. Jeremiah 6, 16 says, Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. This has been a key verse for me for many years. I can't remember when I first encountered it, but it was 25 or 30 years ago, perhaps. And as I pondered it, it's been very, very helpful to me as I've lived the life that God has given me. And I want to share a few thoughts that have been very helpful to me and my family over those years. I just want to look at it and see how God uses it to influence our thinking and our perspective. It says, stand at the crossroads and look 
ask for the ancient paths. So the first thing that I see here is that we're told to stand at the crossroads and look. That first sentence, the first word, stand. We go through our lives, we often come to crossroads in our lives or times of decision. Important decisions, some are very important decisions, some are perhaps not so important or seemingly not so important, but we come to crossroads in life pretty constantly. Quite regularly, I find myself at a point of decision, a place where I need to see and understand. I want to know what does God have for me? Which way should I go? So we come to these crossroads and the Lord is saying, stand there. Don't keep moving. Even if you feel like you have to keep moving, don't keep moving. Stand and look. Take the time to stand there. Our lives can be so hectic. Uh, The pressures on us can be so great. And perhaps people's expectations of us can be very great and influential. Or our expectations of ourselves can be very influential. And the Lord says, stand there and look. Keep your eyes up. Look outside of ourselves to see what is going on. And then the next sentence is, uh, perhaps the most important is, ask for the ancient paths. I don't know if it's the most important sentence, but it's so important to ask. Not try to figure it out, not try to think things through, but ask, where are the ancient paths? Where are these good ways? What is an ancient path here before me? What is a good way for me to go? And here I want to go to something that Jesus said when he was asked a pretty important question, and that is in Matthew 22. It's recorded other places. Uh, One of the experts of the law tested Jesus with a question. He said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And here Jesus replies, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus quotes Deuteronomy. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Jesus quotes from Deuteronomy chapter 6. And says, this is the most important commandment. The most important thing of all the law is to love God. So, then, returning to Jeremiah, chapter 6, I often come to these points. I come to this crossroads. This is an ancient path to love God. It's the greatest commandment of the law. And so, when I am given a choice, and when I see options before me, I will ask for this ancient path. God, which of these options helps me to love you more? Which of these decisions leads me to love you more? Because that is an ancient path, and that is a good way. The way that leads me to love him more. And very often when I ask that question, I'll get clarity quite quickly, because the Spirit is revealing his will. Often, when I have a decision, one way will be either more selfish or self-concerned or perhaps more comfortable or, or a choice that I could make that is familiar and easy. And another choice will be one of self-sacrifice, living by faith. And then I can say, well, the thing that helps me to love God more is to choose that path that may not be as familiar to me or as comfortable but it makes me depend upon him more and walk into the miraculous where I know that if 
if he doesn't do something, then nothing gets done. And so that helps me tremendously to say, God, of, of all the options ahead of me, which is the way that helps me to love you more? And then listen for this answer. Ask for this ancient path. Ask for the good way. And then walk in it. And that is so important. And it's a theme that I return to very often. Not only do we need to know the will of God, we have to do it. We have to walk in it. As it says here, it's a living out of his will. We ask for this path. We ask for the good way. And then we walk. We don't just do something once. It's living it out. Jesus himself said, I am the way. Christianity is not a set of religious beliefs to which we give mental assent at one point in time. To be a Christian is to be a disciple of Jesus. And a disciple is one who travels with his teacher, who lives with his teacher, who sits at his teacher's feet and learns. And this is what Jeremiah 6.16 is saying. Ask where that good way is and then walk in it. Don't run. Don't be scared. Don't look back fearfully. Just walk in the way that God has shown you. And the promise is you'll find rest for your soul. That's the promise. It's not saying that we have to work hard to achieve rest for our soul. The word says that if we stand at a crossroads and we look about and we ask God to reveal the ancient paths the good way, and then we walk in what he's revealed to us, then our souls will be at peace. We will find that rest. So in brief, this is the purpose of these talks that I'll be giving. This is a fundamental understanding of what I say and when I speak with people, the importance and the necessity of it, surrendering our will to God, standing at these moments of choosing and asking him to show us the way and then actually doing his will. Jesus himself said, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a man who built his house on a rock. But, Jesus said, if anyone hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, then he's like a man who built his house on sand. The difference is the doing of what he says, not the hearing of it. So, I imagine that some of the people listening to what I'm saying right now, wherever you are, in whatever circumstance you're in, you're at a point of decision-making, and you're not sure of where God wants you to go, what path he wants you to take. So I encourage you, stand. Don't let people force you into making a decision before you have revelation from God. He will give you what you need when you need it. James says that if any of us lacks wisdom, we should ask, and God will give wisdom without finding fault. And when we ask, we should not doubt that he's going to give us wisdom. Because if we do doubt, then we're like waves in the ocean. We're just thrown back and forth. So I encourage you, you stand at the crossroads, you be immovable, and you ask the Lord to reveal his will. What is the ancient path for you? And you expect that answer. He will give it to you when you need it. It may be at the very last moment. It may be a few months in advance up to him when he wants to reveal his will for you. He knows the best time. He's never late, so he's never anxious. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient path. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your soul. 